Greetings and welcome back to TanakhStudy.com. My name is Yitzhak Et Shalom and I'm privileged and honored to be studying Sefer Divayamim with you. In our series we study one chapter of Tanakh per podcast. This will be a relatively short podcast as it is a relatively short parak. Divayamim Bet, Perak Yod Tet, all of 11 Psukim. Uh, and this details what happened to Yehoshaphat when he returned alive from the war against Aram in which he joined forces with Achav. Uh, if you recall, in that uh, incident, which you read about in the previous parak, there was a one true Navi to Hashem in Achav's court, uh, Michayu ben Yimla, who gave prophecy that, uh, that Achav, at least, would not return home safely. Um, Yehoshaphat does return home safely, and that is sort of the beginning of this parak. Uh, in uh, in addition, keep in mind uh, that when Yehoshaphat was fighting in the north, he was just called Yehoshaphat, whereas Ahab was called Melech Israel. Now that he's back in his capital and in his own place, he is again restored to the title of Melech Yehuda. Vayashov Yehoshaphat Melech Yehuda El Beito B'Shalom Yerushalayim. He comes back peacefully and safely to Yerushalayim. And now we're going to meet a character whose father we met a few prakim ago. Uh, and that was uh, Hanani, the prophet, who came and spoke to Asa and chastised him for chastised him for not relying on Hashem, but rather uh, bribing the king of Aram to repudiate his brit, uh, or renege on his brit with Israel, and thus to help Yehuda fight against Israel and defend themselves. Um, and now the son comes and gives prophecy against his son uh, Yehoshaphat. Uh, important to note that the same Yehu ben Harani also gave prophecy against Baasha, but that's only recorded in Sefer Malachim, because again, our concern here is only Malchei Yehuda, and Malchei Israel are only mentioned in the context in which their interactions with Malchei Yehuda are of significance for the story of Yehuda. Uh, the chastisement and rebuke against Baasha that Yehu gives is about Baasha's involvement with Avodah so the uh, this prophet came out to greet Yehoshaphat on his return. He said again to the king, Yehoshaphat, Are you going to help a wicked one? You're going to love the ones who hate God? After all, the sentiment that we that we aspire to is, Those who hate God, we should hate. Here you have Ahab, who hates God, who institutes Avodah Zarah, who, uh, along with his wife, uh, persecutes and, and executes the prophets of Hashem, and you're going to side with him? And therefore there's much anger against you from Hashem. Now, important to note that we also pointed out in the previous parak the great positives involved with Yehoshaphat joining forces is this is the beginning of, a, of an attempt at reconciliation uh, and perhaps even reunification. But nonetheless, from a religious perspective, this was a wrong move. Aval dvarim tovim However, the Navi goes on, Yoshafat, you have lots of good things with you also, lots of credit and merits. You got rid of the Asherah worship from the land. And you also firmed up or focused your heart to seek out God. And therefore, you're a good guy, and therefore, there's no consequence here. You're not going to be robbed of your kingdom. You're not going to die young. No punishment's going to come that we hear about. So he stays in Yerushalayim. And then he goes out among the people. 
Now, of course, the famous borders are Midan Vyad Beersheba, but those are no longer borders because Dan is the northern border of the northern kingdom. Har Ephraim is the new northern border of the southern kingdom after Yehoshaphat's father increased the border northward against Ba'ashat. So he went from the south to the north. He brought everybody back to Hashem. He inspired Tshuva. He set up judges throughout the land. In all of those fortress cities of Yehuda that we read about, Asa, first of all, Rechavam setting up and then Asa reestablishing, and city to city he sets up judges. And this seems to be part of how he brings everybody to Tshuva. He said to the Shoftim, Pay attention to what you're doing. You're not judging for man, you're judging for God. And this is echoing the, the sentiment that Moshe gives to the judges in Shoftim, which means God will be with you when you do Mishpat. <coughs> God's fear should be on you. When you're doing mishpat, guard it and do it. There is no sinfulness with God. There's no favoritism with God. There's no bribing God. You can't get off of it. You have to do the. Uh, you can't get out of it. You have to uh, do justice properly. And, uh, and, uh, and have proper fear of God when you do so. The Gambir Shalai, that was throughout in the, in the country. The Gambir Shalai, Mehmidio Shafat, Minhalavim, Vakoanim, Humerasheha, Votli Yisrael. If you recall, say from Malachim, we found that many of the Leviim and Koanim migrated to the south to be near the Beit HaMikdash, and so they were all in the area of Yerushalayim. So in the other towns, he had other people who were Shoftim. In Yerushalayim, he had Koanim and Leviim, and then in their traditional position as teachers and judges, the heads of the families of Yisrael, to judge for God and to deal with uh, suits, basically, uh, to quarrels between people, and then he returned to Yerushalayim. And what did he direct these judges to do? This is what you're supposed to do with the fear of God, with trustworthiness and with the whole heart, meaning when you're judging. Um, any uh, uh, conflict it comes to you from your brethren who live, live in their cities, ben dam ledam. Now, ben dam ledam, the simple read of it would be different kinds of damages or murders, or torts or murders, um, or death, um, uh, murder uh, premeditated or accidental, etc. Of course, the famous drasha, ben dam ledam, is dam tahor ledam tamei. Ben torah lemitzvah lechukim ulemishpatim. Now, this ben is a little bit different. Uh, than the original one. Uh, in the use in Parshat Shoftim, in Dvarim uh, Tadzayin, it says, Ben Dam Ladam Ben Din Ladin means to distinguish between two different kinds. Here it means whether or not, Ben Torah the Mitzvah, the Chukim the Mishpatim, whether it's in the area of Torah or Mitzvah or Chukim or Mishpatim, which are different kinds of laws and the distinctions are, uh, there's many approaches to what those distinctions mean. You should warn them, and they should not sin against God, not be guilty against God, because by your warning them and teaching them the proper way to be, 
they will not be sinful. Which means now, by the way, you have two folk, two jobs. One job is to settle quarrels. The other is to instruct people about all of these different laws so that they not be held guilty by violating them. There will be divine anger against you and the rest of your brothers, meaning the other judges, if you don't instruct them. And you'll help be held liable for the people's noncompliance. If you do this, then you won't be guilty. And if the people do not comply, then the guilt is not on you. Sounds like he's the Kohen Gadol, the head Kohen. He seems to be the head of Shevet Yehuda. You have all of these other leaders, these Levim in front of you. Be strong and do properly, and God will be with you as you do well and as you do properly. And with this charge, Yoshafat establishes the Shoftim, and of course fits beautifully with his name. He's the first king that we hear about who establishes a, uh, a judicial system. We do hear about Shmuel as a circuit judge and setting up his own sons in Beersheba, but setting up a judicial system throughout the, throughout the land is something we hear first from Yehoshaphat, how appropriate for his name. We'll pick it up with Perak Chaf in the next podcast. The meantime, it should have a wonderful day.